It's the Tillcast episode 480. And this week, guys, we talk more Skyrim with mods, Final Fantasy XIV, Yakuza Like a Dragon, and Humankind. Stay tuned. Down with the Wow. Ah, yeah, we're back. Wow. It's, Yo. It's the Tiltcast remote. Woohoo! I mean, most of us were remote. Um, I'm Nas. I'm Jason. I'm Rusty. And it's an M-rated show, so you're going to get about 30 minutes of bullshit. Bullshit. Some, uh, some games and some news. Um, it is... September the 4th at about 8.13 p.m. It is still 95 outside, isn't it? Something like that. No, it's 79 and raining. It, uh, no. What? I don't I don't know. I haven't seen the outside in days. It's um, amazing. Something like that. I mean, we barely got any over here, but. Yeah. Jason oh. is uh, remote. Rusty's remote. Of course, I'm in studio. Um. We all have our reasons. Um, this is the first day I've been feeling better. Um, I, Rusty can attest to the fact that I had almost talked myself into thinking I had COVID, and then I guess I didn't. No. Uh, um, I had swollen lymph nodes, and I was getting migraines, and I was having a hard time sleeping, and I wasn't feeling generally like shit for the last three days until today, basically, the end of my weekend. Um, Jason, you've got actually something kind of major going on, right? Uh, yeah, basically, uh, uh, my youngest two have RSV and then, uh, my wife though, she's had very little symptom, uh, has had, had COVID cause she, oh, my. she was around her sister for her birthday and she had COVID without knowing it. So there you go. So wow. you've got. I mean, you and your wife are vaccinated, though, right? Yep. So, hoping yep. the best. And and because, you know, I mean, vaccination, guys, it's it's worth it. She's had very little symptoms, and I've had none. Yeah, that's there good. There you go. I mean, I guess you're probably not testing fate. You're probably not like, here, let's just uh, share all the germs all the time, but. Yeah, exactly. Regardless, um, I'd like to play it safe until everything's back to normal in your household for sure. Absolutely. And I'm just staying away from all plagues all the time. Yeah, I don't know what I got. I, I figured it was probably some kind of infection because my lymph node is really swollen. And I wasn't really like sick, sick. I just had a fever and I mean, I worked through it all. I had a shitload to do over the last couple of days. I didn't want to be out, but kind of so threw a damper I, that's into kind my... of been that's kind of been the bad part. So since I'm vaccinated, work didn't have me um, completely isolate from home since I didn't have any symptoms and Crystal didn't really have any. But I've like actually had to wear a mask again around work and been isolated in a dark hole. <laughs> Oh, so, give me that! Give me that dark hole! I'm about to say, holy crap! Uh, um, <laughs> uh, but no, uh, yeah, I just stayed. I stayed the hell away. I wouldn't even 
I wouldn't even go in my, you know, if, if it was a possibility. Well, um, yeah, but you also touch a whole lot more at work than I do. Literally, I can go. Literally, I go in, I take my laptop out of my backpack, and I work on the same laptop and, and keyboard that I always do. Like, oh, yeah. That sounds like I could do that from a closet. <laughs> so, which is uh, where I'm podcasting from. Are you actually in the closet? Uh, the desk is in the closet. So you're facing the back of the closet. Yes. Yep. He, he's, he's facing a wall about a foot in front of him. It's great. <laughs> oh, I see what you're, I see what you did there. You hung a sheet behind you and then you put the desk kind of, so you're facing the back wall of the closet. Yep. Yep. And the sheet is really more so for, for my wife's comfort. Should she decide to pass out before we're done recording? <laughs> so that the light's not shining directly in her eyes. That's uh, right. <sighs> of course, Rusty never does video, so I never, never see his shining face. Poor That's... Lola's just missing the fuck out of you here. Yeah, I I was wondering how Lola's ta- uh, taken the uh, the remote. Shit. It's been two weeks. Oh, buddy. Well, it's been two weeks, right? But. You know, we did the remote thing at the beginning of all this, uh, this craziness and <sighs> yeah, yeah, it'll be nice to get back into the studio again as soon as the, uh, as soon as the fuck is over. Um, uh, I personally like the sound of my microphone there at the studio than, you know, than, uh, ye old VoIP, but whatever. Um, I don't, what microphone are you using? Mine? Yeah. Is this the Uh, other snowball? No, this, this is, uh, uh, this is just, uh, my, uh, my standard gaming headset. This is what I, uh, what I talk on steam on. So, uh, yeah. Um, That'd be why you're so tinny, huh? Probably. Yeah. The microphone on this is pretty shit. So, um, I don't have that. That is pretty much what all streamers use. I don't, I don't have, you know, I don't have any, you know, I don't have a good microphone here. If that was the case, then it would sound a whole lot better, but whatever. Uh, I've got what I've got. The microphone I did bring home, uh, died and it, uh, now, now resides as a paperweight. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if it can be fixed or not. So I spent money on it. I don't necessarily want to just throw it away, but then again, I probably won't get anybody to repair it after seeing some, uh, some people trying to get a, a fairly inexpensive microphone repaired. Yeah. You know, it's so speaking of more interesting things. Um, when I first started feeling sick, I tried to attribute it to, uh, an incident that I had. Um, so I want to say it was Wednesday. Um, I was going to walk the dog right real quick or play with the dog out in the backyard on my right before I got in a meeting. And I walk outside and then I walk straight into Charlotte's web. And <laughs> Charlotte had baby spiders on her oh, and God. on her back. And I didn't just walk into her web right into her face. 
um, all the baby spiders scattered all through my hair as oh, I walked geez. through the web onto my back porch and then started running around the backyard, like running my hands through my hair. And I finally pulled my shirt off my back and went to the back spigot of the water, you know, the water faucet in the backyard and just dunked my whole torso in that. And then after that, of course, you know, that I left that shirt there a couple of days and then it went in the trash. Um, I then took that, uh, my whole half of myself and just put my whole torso in the shower for about a solid five minutes trying to rinse any residual spider ling off me. But there was a, like, I'm surprised I didn't get any in my eyes, but like there are legs going across my eyeballs. Like there was that many of them. Oh, <laughs> it, uh, it was quite the experience. Um, of course the oh. dog's like, what the fuck is going on? Like she's barking and dancing around me as I'm like waving my hands and like putting my head, whole like body underwater and everything else. Oh God. And, oh, uh, um, hell no. Oh no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, you would, you, you would see, you would see the, uh, the report on the evening news. I'm sure somebody immolated himself in his backyard trying to kill, you know, kill the spiders that are crawling all over him. It'd be he, like that priest he, on the front of that Rage Against the Machine album or in that video. Yes, just, just like, yep. Uh, I think like, that, was that. that was the cover, wasn't it? Take me home. I, I would turn into a barbecue, kill it with fire. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, yeah was, no, I... It was pretty yeah. intense. I'm not, I'm not that arachnophobic. I was even telling Rusty the other night. It's like she moved her web over, so apparently I didn't kill her. She's a button spider, like a little red button spider. And that's probably like the third time that I've like interfered with her web. So she moved her web off to the side. And of course, with me waterboarding all of her little spiderlings, um, you know, Ugh. I guess she's probably mad at me and seeking revenge. But at the very least, she's moved her web off to the side. I don't mind her because I figure she's catching mosquitoes and shit. Maybe eating a lot of crickets and get fucking fat and happy off crickets. I fucking hate those goddamn things. <laughs> Um, but yeah, it was, uh, it was pretty fucking intense. Um, oh. I, ugh, it was gross. I, I would never, nope. I would, I would be, nope, nope, nope. Just the thought of it, it was just like the, the little guys just like crawling all over it and, oh man, nope. Um, yep. I would just be done. I would be completely done. And I would sanitize the entirety of of the house. If I survived the ordeal, I would sanitize the entire freaking like neighborhood with fire. It's just, yeah, no more, no, no more of these. Yes, it was. Uh, it was pretty messed up. Um, I will say though, um, I'm on a new schedule now, so I basically work all day, but I'm off three days. Even entertained the idea of talking with a coworker of mine who's working the same thing but almost opposite of me, and I was like, "So we could switch every other week, and then we'd have like six days off, but we would work <laughs> like seven days, or we'd work like seven days in a row." Oh, but that would that would ah, I don't know, man. The way my work works, um, it wouldn't work because we'd have to switch off employees that we do meetings with. No, because we couldn't go a full week almost without meeting my employees, so we'd have to like switch it back and forth. And he's not in my work group, so ah, uh, so 
you would still have to we'd still have work to, your ass off. We yeah, it'd be a really weird ordeal for us to do that. But it was an idea. I don't know. Anybody else had any crazy spider stories? No, Ooh. no. I try to st- uh, try to stay as spider free as possible, sir. I, uh, I I don't I don't deal with I don't deal with that at all. But no, I'm uh, uh I've been pretty uh, isolated here uh, because uh, what you guys are going through with with the sicknesses and stuff is Ooh, not uh, just. Uh, uh. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh that's not not the only sicknesses of, of people that I I deal with. So basically, uh it is just me in my four walls, my massive gaming rig and my ultra wide monitor and uh playing a singular game. Um and that's pretty much how life has been for an entire week. So, yeah. <laughs> like the great Lane Staley said, you're just down in a hole, huh? Yes, I'm I'm definitely losing, down in a hole. Losing control. Oh, oh, but yes, yes, yeah, yes. Jason, to go with the, that. Jason, I know you got some PC upgrades recently, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I spent... Uh, Spent pretty much all evening Thursday installing a uh, installing a new Noctua DH15 cooler in my did did you in just, my PC? You just spent all evening because you're trying to figure out how to orient that massive ass cooler, right? Basically, yeah. And we saw the zip tied fan on the top of your uh, the yeah, exhaust so, vent. <laughs> now, the only reason that fan is up there is because. The, uh, my Ram is too tall for the second fan for that Noctua cooler to actually go on. So I'm having to run that cooler in a single fan configuration. So I decided, well, this fan will run at a higher RPM than any other case fan I currently have on this case. By about double? By, well, no, uh, uh, by about four to 500 RPM. So, uh, I decided to take that fan and install it at the top of my case as an, replacing my existing exhaust fan. Um, so for everybody, anybody who could imagine it, I have an older, uh, cooler master half 19, um, very small percentage of the audience will know what that is. Very. Yeah. But like three people. for those that do, there you go. So basically this was one of the first like high airflow, like mesh cases. Right. So, um, so I took that original exhaust fan I put up top on the case and actually took the front cover off of the case and installed it on the front. So there are two intake fans Oh yeah, and then, installed that Noctua cooler up top. So I've got two intakes, two, two outflows and, uh, yeah, doing all that pretty much. I also ripped out the four, four sled hard drive cage, uh, to open up more air room. So basically all of this said and spending that evening doing all of this, uh, 
it immediately dropped the the temperature on my 9900kf to uh by about 10 to 20 degrees depending on load <laughs> yeah that's a pretty a pretty big thing i mean he he had a and uh, that's celsius that's not fahrenheit that was a he had a 120 radiator on that you know that chip before and i told you when we put that you know put that together like while this will actually fit on top of this chip i highly suggest getting something different because that radiator is just going to get overpowered by that 9900 kf the those chips run uh toasty very yes, toasty yep. i remember so uh, we got we finally got our tax return back so money uh, so i did that um got myself a uh 412 gig or 512 gig uh mvme good to Ooh. install on the board i was gonna Ooh. say the so what i ended up with is i spent i haven't uh cloned windows to it yet but it's in there so unlike yeah. rusty i'd have a lot less bling on my pc it's literally black with some red led um, and I got some of these red LED Corsair fans. So the ones that I have installed on there on the front and on the top are 120 millimeter Corsairs that run at 1400 RPM. They're actually fairly quiet. Like you almost can't tell they're running unless you put your ear up there. I've got 10 fans in my machine here and I need to get about 12 more. I just need to make sure that it levitates off the desk. If, <laughs> if I could, if I can make it levitate while doing disco lights, I would do it. It's got to be, it's got to have a, enough rainbow puke on there to be fully fucking magical. Uh, <laughs> I was trying to figure out I, which Noctua that I had. See, and when I buy Noctua stuff, I would, I would, I'd, I'd have to go with the black versions of them uh, because Noctua Brown, eh, it's it's a look. It's not a great look. It's a look. Um, but I also have like a aquarium for you know for a computer case. So there's there's that. I haven't put fish in it yet. Maybe I should. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Not that it's even <laughs> in my order history. This guy, he's like, what did I buy? I don't know. I slept since then. I gotta. It's like, why does it not show it? I I mean, he got that cooler like what? Almost two years ago now? I mean, the Nakua? No. Like earlier this year. Yeah, it was a couple months ago. D15S is what I have. So mine's a dual tower, the single fan. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you got what I did just. It's the you, one fan version. It doesn't have this dual fan, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm very happy with it, honestly. Like, it made a hell of a lot of difference. And honestly, I don't even know that know. it... I mean, the technically, I could get the second fan on. I spent And the case could bucks. close. I spent 75 bucks on it. Yeah, I spent 100 Yeah. But, um... I could get the second fan on and I could close the case, but the fan was resting directly on the heat sinks for my RAM. Oh, yeah. 
Is Probably that the, not a good idea. Did you say it was a <laughs> D15SE? No, no, just the uh uh the D15 DH15 um, DH15. Yeah, I guess it's just literally the double fan version of one I have. Yep. But yep. Honestly, if you're looking to get an investment on an air cooler, I don't I think I know water cooling's got a lot easier over the last few years, but Noctua is pretty much your go-to solution for air cooling and definitely has a distinct look, um, but they work very reliably. For what and I do, the only reason the only reason I would go water cooling is if I was going water block both my CPU and my GPU. Honestly, I don't think not all of us don't have much of a use case for something like that. Like I, my no, overclock that, my that really CPU. comes more into where you really see a difference on water cooling versus air cooling is if you're doing a lot of overclocking. That's the big plus. Yeah, or if you want to control temperatures, you know, <laughs> the there's the the thing about water is that it it rises and falls at a uh, at a steady gradient, whereas uh, air can actually spike sometimes. Uh, but it also spikes down just as hard. So it's, it's a, it's a thing. You know, the, the thing, the reality with the, the Noctua coolers is sure they're like 75, a hundred bucks or something like that, but they outperform the all in ones, the AIO style of, uh, you know, liquid coolers just for the CPU just because you know it's you know they do a very good job with their heat piping and of course their fans are top notch so it's, well i mean they've their air coolers have what the dh15 has like eight heat pipes yeah and the and the fins coming off and i mean they've got massive towers <laughs> with enough fins on them to um, you know, if you had actual water running through those fans, you could probably use it to cool a motorcycle. Yeah, it's, it's geez, uh, <laughs> a small motorcycle, but a motorcycle. The um, the, there's a reason why that uh, those coolers, you know, either one of the ones that you had picked up, um, they're one of the more recommended air coolers out there you could get cheaper but you know you have differences in heat pipes uh flatness uh fan quality uh fin quality so you know a bunch of other things that will affect how efficient that is at cooling your uh your your chip so i think you both did the right thing i'm proud of you well and the uh... I actually did a lot of research and there's only really um, two coolers out there that come highly recommended by multiple sources for uh, uh, for the i99900K and the 10th and 11th gen Intel processors, which run hotter than, uh, than most Intels before them. And that was this cooler or the the uh be quiet dark dark rock pro 2 
Yeah, the be quiet's good. Yeah. yeah. It, that's the thing the thing I saw on all the reviews that really edges this out over the the be quiets are Noctua's fans are just the highest performing fans you can get. Yeah. Yeah. Noctua has really figured that out. Plus the ease of install. I mean, the the uh, installation setup for the Noctua coolers is super easy. Yeah, they zip as tie as really actually, well. <laughs> as far as actually mounting to the CPU, it's yeah, a, it's easy. It's a good mounter. Yep, yeah. definitely, definitely mounts I mean, very well. It's actually the mount everybody's trying to copy. <laughs> if you look at a lot of other mounts. And you can zip tie the fans. I mean, I, I mean, if you don't I have to, screws, so, I mean, if you want to get kinky with it, yeah. So, so there's a story behind that. So the none of the case fan screws that I had uh, would actually mount the knock would actually um, lock Pen- into the Noctua fan. They were just penetrate. a little. Use they the were word little penetrate. Too, I don't want to say penetrate. <laughs> he has used the word mount at least 15 times. Mount. Well, I mean, we are talking about PC hardware here. Um, hardware. The, uh, but they were all, they weren't girthy enough. <laughs> Jesus. And Noctua expects you to attach these fans with clips to the, uh, to the fins fin towers so they don't include any mounting screws for the fans themselves um so to attach it to the top of my case um i zip tied it (laughs) and you know what you zip tie any fan tight enough it's just as good as screws (laughs) that bitch ain't moving we call them tweezers man um (laughs) <laughs> that bitch ain't moving. You know, you gotta make sure that those tweezers are tight. Uh, <clears throat> so, oh man! Well, I would hope that at some point you play some PC games with me and Rusty, as I've been reminding you the last I mean, three days. To be honest, I had planned to yesterday. When I got home from work, I was just so blown out from the week because. I've gone to bed super late every night this week um, that I pretty much ended up falling asleep in my recliner about 45 minutes after I got home. They actually had to wake me up for dinner and then I fell right back to sleep. Jeez. Um, Jeez. Uh, and I plan to. So here's a here's the other in, uh, thing about this week I did. Um I had planned to today at least play some Vermintide with you before we got on to uh, to record. And I ended up spending, so I started at about 10.30 this morning. I was going to, I actually got a grommet kit to do the same thing in the, uh, uh, in the wall between my living room and my bedroom uh, that you did between your living room and the, uh, and the recording room. You're talking about that little hole. I got an actual grommet kit that has hole covers. Oh, that's good. You push the wires through, right. And they're paintable. 
which is cool. So um, you get out like a large hole saw and then just drill a hole? It's basically. It's what we did for the early setup instead of having freaking cables go, running down I, the hall. I looked at it. It's still there. It's not a it's not a bad solution, honestly. It's kind of cool. Yeah. So um so I got that and I got that because Crystal got me this uh I forget how many actual feet it is, but it is a seriously long HDMI cable. Um <laughs> uh, and I ran that through the wall around, around the perimeter of my bedroom over to this desk. And I still have a good six to 10 feet worth of HDMI cable left. This is like Jesus. a hundred foot cable. Yeah. And it works without a power injector. Power inserter. Yeah. Um, That's. Interesting. What, what? So wait, that's running from your PC to a monitor in there. Yes. So that you don't have to have your PC in your bedroom, and you can have a little bit of man space, or at least just you know space without children to play games. That's nice. Of your, yeah. That's nice. Of your wife. So, um, so I started that and. Originally, I thought this wasn't going to take long. And realistically, for me, get get to the point of uh, uh, having all the, having the grommets installed and and the wire through the grommet and everything that didn't take very long. That took me about an hour. But as I started running the cable around the room, you know, anytime you have um, a space where you've just had stuff in it for a long time, and in our case a lot of stuff because half of our office moved into our bedroom when, when we took the kids on. Right. Um, you know, trying to get this cable down to the floor, um, around the perimeter of the room, I, I start moving stuff. And of course, you know, as you move stuff, well, you got to clean it. <laughs> yeah. And then put and then put the stuff back. So what I originally thought was going to take me no more than a couple hours turned into an all day project. Of course, because as soon as you, you know, as soon as you do that. Yeah. And yeah, it's <laughs> in, in your case, that was probably one hell of an ordeal. So I understand. And, but great part is this grommet kit came with a uh, came with a cable puller. Uh, yeah. which is pretty cool. It's just like nylon tubes and and stuff. So you, that's kind of halfway rigid so you can pull cables through wall. Um, I was actually able to use that to pull the cable around my bookcases. So I didn't have to move those. <laughs> yeah, because he's got all kinds of like freaking... Is it Legos and freaking Star Wars figurines and shit like that up on his you know, bookcase? You know, not things that are not books. Oh, he's got shit. Star Wars books on there too, I guess. But it's my wife and I just have a ton of books. What are those? It's these things that they print words on paper. They have a. Uh, uh, I, I haven't you, seen one in forever. You know your kid. <laughs> you know your Kindle reader. 
Uh huh. These are what happened before that. Oh, oh, I don't have a Kindle reader. I just use my phone. You can actually go to Barnes and Noble or what are those? What few borders locations still exist and still buy these things. They're called books. Uh, that's terrible. I mean, it seems like a very inefficient way of doing things. I could just download things on my phone. I'm pretty sure of it. You're pretty sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm pretty sure of it. Or, or I can get like, uh, you know, somebody famous to read it for me because I can't be asked. (laughs) 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 The times we live in, man. (laughs) Right. So yeah, that ended up taking much longer than I thought. And before I knew it, it was almost seven and they're calling me for dinner and and everything so all my plans for playing wasteland before we're or playing vermintide before we recorded went out the window uh well well depending on how late you're up i'd still be down tis true i'd be down too just till noon tomorrow just as long as you don't want to play the dwarf (laughs) i have dwarf on lockdown stay Dwarf is mine. Come on. For, Let me bar, try bar, the dwarf. Barton is mine. You can't it's the only, it's the only time that Rusty gets to role play having a beard. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 fuck you. He can't play it in <laughs> life, so. I try. I ended up with a neck beard, uh, but that's just because, you know. I'm lazy and I play video game or I play, uh, I, I play, wow. I play uh freaking MMOs. So it's like, you know, it's part of the look, I guess. It's just going st- uh, full on stereotypical these days. Uh, yeah. So Fermatide, man, you should definitely play it. It's just not the dwarf because pardon's mine. Just not the dwarf. I mean, ask Justin. He's like been, you know, waiting to freaking level up the, you know, uh, level up Barden and freaking Vermintide forever. And every time I go to place, you know, any other, uh, play any of the other heroes, I'm like, I hate this. They're too tall. I, I, I have to aim down to hit things, and that's just not right. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the. Uh, the thing about Barden is he's like eye level with the uh, with the rats, so it's it's perfect. Um, then I started playing Victor, which just happens to be the tallest character in the group, and I have to aim down, and I kept missing because I was aiming down, and I'm not used to aiming down. <laughs> it's just sad. It sounds like first world problems. There just needs to be another. St- yeah, just needs to be another game like Vermintide. It's just like it's so hard to replace. There is no replacement so far. Yeah, uh, we, uh, me and Rusty beat um, Aliens Fireteam Elite the other night, and it might be all right to replay. We, I think I, I've I've watched some videos of trying to play it on harder difficulties, and what we need to be doing, Rusty, is playing with challenge cards and not the next level of difficulty yet. And that's part of the issue. The other issue is friendly fire because I can't use fire when you have friendly fire. Uh, I was using a flamethrower and 
trying to knock an alien off Rusty and was incidentally roasting them both. Um, yes. So they kind of hit a hard wall there, and me and Rusty haven't returned since about last weekend, I want to say. And then I was, I've yeah. been feeling like shit the last few days, so I've been playing comfy gaming. But um, we there really isn't anything that replaces Vermintide or Deep Rock Galactic. Like those two still reign supreme after the last two years. There ain't fuck all that beats those games right now for co-op killing shit. Um, and Vermintide is particularly satisfying. Um, that being said, um, I did try new things. I got to the end of Fallout 76, essentially. Um, played all the way and launched my nuke. Tried to do the Wendigo Colossus and failed hard, 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 hard. <laughs> um so now I'm at a point where the only thing I have left is the dailies and the next season that starts in a week. So I actually put it down and pick something else up. Um, I picked Ooh. up Humankind. Humankind. Yeah. Oh, that's that 4X game, right? That uh, That's on uh, Xbox Live? Yeah, it's on, on Game Pass. It's uh, the new Amplitude game. Very much like Civ, I think I kind of start to get used to how it works. Um, so the the whole premise with him, humankind, is that you're playing your own story. Um, that sounds really cool. Let me tell you what it is in practice. So they have all the basic, ancient, middle, ancient, old, and more contemporary empires. Um, as your races. So you create an avatar, which is just like the way your leader is going to look, right? I've got a red-haired dude with a mohawk and a beard, which is my leader for everything. And he changes outfits as he changes um, empires. But essentially what you do is as you hit each new age, you change. You can keep the same empire, but you change um, your race, I guess, or your empire. I'm not sure how that works. Your age, like if you're thinking Age of Empires, you're looking at different, uh, different, like Iron Age and Bronze Age and things like that. Right. So, for example, my uh, very, uh, very much, very Viking looking dude was an Assyrian um, after he got out of the Neolithic era. So you you play as a tri as tribes at first, right? And the tribes basically are hunter gatherers. And as you go around the map, you discover different food or um, make discoveries or you make wonder discoveries and each one of those like boosts your total population but you haven't founded anything yet so you're just creating a new unit and then you create an outpost while you're in the Neolithic era which gives you a place to have as home which you can turn into your first city so let me see last the run I'm on right now I started off Babylonians so when I got out of the Neolithic era, I went to being a Babylonian, right? So I've got um, my first city that started from that, which I think is Babel. Um, and then I think I've got Nod as my other city right now. Um, and then when you progress to the next age, um, you keep like a core policy from that last age. And then you can either increase your overall influence by staying with the same um, empire or move on to a new empire. So went from Babylonians to I'm trying to remember 
to the Goths, and then from the Goths to the Romans. So went all over the place, right? And so every time I make a an empire change, my leader changes his clothes to match with that empire, which is kind of cool. But so then, so black clothes and clove cigarettes uh, for Goths, got it. Yeah, or a little bit more like old English barbarian, or no, like old French barbarian. I guess is what the Goths were. It's just, just a bad pun. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, Go ahead. No, no. Uh, they had some specific bonuses for combat that I wanted. I've made a lot of mistakes in this each run. Like I think first time I played it, I was going for about thirty minutes before I failed. Um, second run, I spent about two and a half hours before I failed, and I got through both of those the other night. I was talking with Rusty. Um, mm-hmm. The latest run is about five hours, and I haven't failed. I've figured out the the key to success in this game is early game, expanding your borders quite a bit so you have a decent amount of room to grow, and then focusing a mix between units and production. And it plays out much like Civ, right? Different types of technologies that you unlock unlock different production your production is how fast you build things on each of the tiles um but the really big key difference here is your fame is your score so as you you're trying to get to 20 i think it's 2500 fame for different different victories require a certain amount of fame like a war victory i think on the last game i played was at 2500 and the other empire reached that before me um and the game ended like in the second era basically because they just took over fucking everything. Uh, AI employ- the AI opponents don't fucking play around. Um, so you either have to like severely crush them early or you need to outmaneuver them with creating wonders and things like that so that you are the clear superpower. You can use your influence, which is another currency, to actually buy people off. So you can outright buy people, buy influence with like surrounding tribesmen, so to speak. So you'll have, like, I think I basically had Vikings that were invading the land below me on the current game. Used money to gain influence, so I was their biggest biggest fan. I influenced them with my religion, and then I bought them out outright. And so I got all their units in all of their towns, um, which were south of my border, and expanded very quickly. Um, Sounds historically accurate. So... um, but yeah, you've got a whole treaty system and a whole like luxury system. Like the, I do like, I can't remember this in Civ five or six, but like resources that I have are like iron and uh, gemstones and stuff like that. When I use something that requires that resource, I don't use it up. So if I have like a certain soldier type that needs iron and I've got like two iron, that means I can have two soldiers they die i just get another soldier it just stays as my static currency for having two iron essentially okay so it's it's not currency it's just what you've uh what you have access to or you have acquired since then right so so just like an infinite iron mine uh for making swords um yeah and the combat i think is a lot better than civ so civ on the back end it's got some more complex systems, and it's a much bigger team, I'd assume, than Amplitude. But Amplitude has been doing 4X for a long time in a lot of variety of ways that um, not everybody 
does well. Like Amplitude just usually does it differently. And their combat system is similar to a lot of the other Amplitude games, but it's... Um, so you have distinct advantages and disadvantages to different units, right? Like my spearmen are very good versus mounted units. Um, but you could... Like your placement matters. So for instance, I got in a couple of battles recently where I took my archers and put them on the back line when I was in my deployment phase. And then I had my um, swordsmen. So I, I created like a triangle. So I had a spearman in the middle, which were countering the horses, um, the infant or the cavalry that the enemy had. And then I had two sets of archers behind them. And then I had two groups of sword and shield guys next to my spearmen. So the spearmen took down the horses. And this was an army like twice as big as mine. Um, but because I had the height advantage, I was able to defend with my sword and sh shield dudes. Spearmen took out the horses for the cavalry, and then my archers willed down their infantry while I defended and then retaliated. And because I had the high ground, I had like a very distinct advantage with defense. So I was able to win with five dudes versus like ten dudes. Um, because of the way that the whole terrain system works, like if you're on a river, that's a huge disadvantage. Um, and then just the positioning, right? Like you can kind of preview what the map's going to look like when you're about to get in battle. It'll give you a number saying, oh, this is about what the odds are. But if you think about it technically, you can be like, okay, well, I'm in the hills right now and they're on open plains. Even though they have superior numbers, I'm going to win because 300. So. <laughs> okay. So. Like, the, the battle system is actually pretty good. But keeping the enemy in check while they're growing like you're growing is kind of difficult. And then, like, I had an issue with one quick run that I was doing earlier today where I, they assimilated me via their religion because I opened my borders. And I shouldn't have. But they uh, took over, they converted all my guys via religion and then started converting my towns uh, to their empire without firing a shot. So... Very quickly, they took over my entire empire with their religion um, because I hadn't founded my religion or had worried about it, my religion. And apparently my guys were, were God-hungry folks. needed They needed some gods. And uh, oh, yeah, they, then. they took my empire from me. But, um, yeah, there's a lot of passive trading, too, which I think is nice, right? Like you create a resource and it gives you money. And what you use your money for is to buy out units faster or buy things out faster or straight up trade with other um, empires for their things that you need for your army or for your wonders. Um, you can take an outpost and turn it into a city or turn it into a district for a city. And that means that you can use the tiles around that outpost to build for the city that it's attached to, but it creates a strain on your, the level of trust, the other that, that the parent city has, which can cause rebellions and riots and sometimes it'll start revoking some of your civic rules they'll impose new rules that you have to follow uh, because your city was in revolt which changes the way the game plays etc so um overall though it's a hell of a 4x game i mean i'm sure late game there's probably some issues but um i think it's pretty cool if you're hungry for something that's not civ but is very close to a civ type game um, it should be right up your alley and it's like I said it's on Game Pass in fact one of the guys that I work with who was talking about buying it and I was like dude just get Game Pass think of it like game rental service you play it for a month or two and you pay $24 <laughs> for 
this, and then you're going to only get it on PC. So I think it's only five bucks. So ten dollars. Guys, we're not sponsored. <laughs> no, it's just it's a hell of a deal. And right now, I've spent a lot of money on random bullshit that I've had to buy. So there ain't much right. game out there to buy anyway. But Game Pass is keeping me satiated. Um, on top of my Yakuza game, I just got a little further than that. Yakuza, uh, like a dragon, is pretty damn good for a turn-based RPG. I'm enjoying the fuck out of that game. It really spells some things out for you like you're an idiot, but um, the story so far has been fun, um, even though there's long-ass cutscenes. But, yeah, that's what I've been playing. I know I talked for about 15, 20 minutes, but what about you guys? Uh, Jason? Uh, I've still been... I've still been enjoying my re-entry into Skyrim. Just dragonborning it up. Fusruda, that motherfucker. And then I, I guess running, what, like 50 mods? Uh, yeah, m- more, more more like 80. More, but, it's like, yeah. g- give me another day and it'll be 100. I mean, like, as long yeah. as you're still running a steady FPS and it doesn't break the quest, I mean... That works. I mean, you you'd be surprised how many mods you have to you have to install to kind of get um um some high poly characters going and no, don't tell them that. They'll be like, you know what? This is Skyrim like remastered HD version. We'll sell it to you for another forty five bucks. It's uh I'm I'm you know We'll we'll sell it to you in 4K. It's we we we're gonna do Skyrim at least two more times before the next Elder Scrolls comes out. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, and aside from that, um, you know, really just some uh, um, some quality of life improvements, like um, you know, made the. Uh, um, made the water all look pretty, and some there there are a couple of physics mods out there that actually uh, get some get some shit movement that didn't have movement originally in the game, like uh, some of the banners and shit. Ah, so it's just not static. There's try, yeah, yeah. I wasn't everything. going for like all of the. All of the grass and the and the leaves blowing, though there are there are a couple mods out there to do that. Um, I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to kill my 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 PC experience trying to do that. So, so I have a question because you know there's been a lot of shit that's going down with uh, with Nexus mods over the past few months. Um, especially with their policy changes and whatnot. Uh, where have you been getting your mods? Still Nexus. That's still whatever's you know whatever's still available on Nexus. You know, you you're I'm, aware of what's going on with them, right? Yes, with the creator policy changes and yada yada. Yes. Yeah, basically, you know, telling mod creators that they don't have. Uh, full control over their uh, mod files anymore and that it's all going to be backed up on you know nexus mod site and if you put it up there it's probably not going to be able to be taken back down again yep 
But uh, those who have taken their stuff down, I mean, I'm, uh, uh, you know, I'm doing the right thing and going to the, um, going to the sites that, uh, that they moved to and, and still supporting their mod proper. But I mean, Nexus mods, Nexus still was the largest repository still. I mean, not, not every creator is moving their shit off of there. The ones who are, are the ones who have, you know, have done mods for, uh, multiple games. Yeah. You know, uh, some of the bigger, uh, bigger modders out there. I mean, we need to have a good space for modders because it does add an extra layer to games. Like you probably wouldn't play Skyrim just as vanilla, right? You would just be like, okay, yeah, I played this game before. I'm right there. So like the next venture for me, if I do get into Skyrim would be to play it um, with mods in VR. Um, but that's right. the only way I'm going to play it. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that's that the mod scene actually breathes new life into older games uh, just by either adding additional functionality or making them look good or, uh, or stuff. And so we, we definitely need the mod community, but you know, I was kind of disappointed to hear what was happening with, uh, with, with Nexus mods themselves and, yeah, and you know if enough of the big modders uh um um you know quit pushing quit pushing updates to their mods to that platform because of the policies, you know, it won't be the first time a uh, a big platform like that changed their tune afterward, but um I, the community's gotta speak speak out on that. Yeah, it, I think whole. it's just Right now, it is a big, big convenience thing where most people, you know, go to one place that, you know, that site actually services, you know, loads and loads of games that take mods. So uh, it has its own launch, you know, like mod launcher and mod manager. And, you know, it's it's just a convenience thing. Uh, The people who are really worried about version control or you know file control of their mods uh have gone to places like github and stuff like that so that you can uh you can have full version control there uh and if you need to pull something down from github you can um so there's it's just harder to manage the mods you know on a site like this like just from a user perspective you know you have to you know, you have to make sure that you have a, you know, a custom coded mod manager for that kind of shit. And those people won't have to, you know, won't have the time in the day to deal with that. Nobody got time for that shit. Yeah, exactly. Well, and there are so many, um, uh, there are so many people out there that have, uh, you know, just made, uh, one-off mods for games or stuff that aren't going to, uh, that aren't much impacted by Nexus mods as policy change, uh, that won't take the time to move their stuff off of there. Right. Um, uh, and that stuff's going to always sit on Nexus mods. And so if you want that particular mod, you're going to have to go to go there to get it. 
Um, yeah. Uh, so you're never going to completely um, just boycott them altogether, like like some pe- like some creators I think probably feel like should be done. Um, just because that's not realistic. Nexus mods is is too big. I mean, mod D. De- Mod database basically is all but gone. <laughs> yeah, for it's, the most part, and they were the largest competitor to to Nexus. So it it just it worries me for any new games that come out for you know that uh, that will add mods in. Uh, I mean Skyrim because there's already like a uh, a, a wide you know, uh, a wide selection of different mods that have already been built for it. Say the next Elder Scrolls comes out, um, that they could do something, you know, stupid by trying to limit the amount of mods, or they could try to, you know, uh, they could try to do other things. And new mod, uh, new mod creators might look at you know, dropping their mods on Nexus a little bit differently when it's a newer game. Um, so I don't know. It's a, it's a thing. We probably won't see a whole lot of that until freaking was it? 2027, 2028. When, uh, when we ever actually get to play the next elder scrolls game, seems like there's one every decade. Uh, <laughs> right. Uh, but alas, it's, that's, that's the way that Elder Scrolls works. We'll end up getting Starfield beforehand. I'm pretty Mike's sure, like, I'm pretty sure we are going to get Starfield first. Yep. Because uh, and that's supposedly the, uh, holiday next year, right? I think so. Yeah. I, don't quote me on it, but I'm pretty sure that's, that's where it is. Um, actually kind of. You know, uh, interested in seeing what Starfield has uh, for um, uh, for us. If it's 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 being loosely described as a uh, a Skyrim in space, but I I honestly want to see a little bit more innovation when it comes to you know the gameplay. Um, of course, we have absolutely no idea what this game is outside of what's in the trailers. So it's a big, big mystery right now. Uh, so that'll be a thing that we'll we'll discover over the next uh, year, I'm sure. But cautiously excited for you know for another Bethesda game. Yeah, I uh, I'm just cautiously excited for fucking anything at this point. <laughs> I mean, there's so there's... much nothing right now. There's so Every, much nothing. Everything got moved to 2022. So next next year, uh, next year's game release schedule is going to be so so packed full that I would be surprised if uh, if we're going to be able to get through all of the games that uh, that are coming out, like. There are so many games that got delayed to 2022, like early to mid 2022, that, um, you know, that my my pocketbook is already screaming, and we're not even there yet. 
Um, <laughs> you I'm know. just trying to get through. So, like, you're going to hear a lot about um, old games, right? So, like the uh, what was it that just got? Put? Oh, Last Ark just Lost Ark just got pushed yep. back. And I know yeah, Rusty so, just like about just about died. I I knew it was going to happen though. That's the thing. Uh when you when you look at what was going on with Lost Ark, uh just as a quick backstory, Lost Ark is out. It is currently being played in Korea and Russia. Okay? It is you know, it is a live game in those countries, in those regions. Um, the North America release was slated to come out fall this year. Well, motherfucker, it's it's pretty fall right now, almost. You know, and when you when I was looking at that release schedule, and of course I was watching their Twitter for any updates, and I was looking to you know to see when they were going to do their uh, their open beta. Um, so that I could, you know, get my hands on the game because I don't, I don't play on the Russian or the uh, Korean servers. I wanted to see what was coming out for North America first. Um, basically, I was looking for their the release dates, beta dates, anything. There was silence, just a uh, coming soon TM situation going on on their Twitter. Well, I look at other games that are currently live, like Final Fantasy XIV, what I'm currently playing right now, uh, and you know, months ago they had given a date for their expansion. Their their expansion is coming out in November, mid-November, uh, and they were, you know, and that is a hard date. That is something that you know that you can look forward to that just happens to be in the fall area, right? No, Lost Ark was just continuing with the line of coming this fall sometime, maybe. And because we were getting closer and closer to it, I was like, eh, there's, they're going to delay it. I'm pretty sure of it because they haven't come out with a date yet. Uh, and I was right. And motherfuckers you know, decided, you know what? We're going to delay it. I was, I was livid, and the reason why I'm livid is not because uh, they delayed it. By all means, if they need more time to fucking do you know, work on the game, that's fine. I don't understand it because it's a live game in two different regions, and there's not shouldn't be very many bugs because the code is already proven in two different countries. But that's beside the point. Maybe there's some localization issues. I, I have no idea. I'm not in the game development business. What I am pissed about is the fact that they they just have that code that they can work from. But I'm and I'm and this is 100% speculation, though I believe I'm right. New World is coming out, and it's owned by Amazon and published yeah. lost ark you know well new world is owned by amazon oh, it was developed last, by amazon last ark is published by amazon lost ark is published by amazon which means smilegate the developers in korea 
are going through Amazon to distribute it to North America. So my speculation, which I believe is right because it's my speculation. I can do that if I want to, uh, is Amazon said, we're not going to compete with ourselves. We're not going to also compete with final fantasy 14, which is drop, uh, dropping their stuff in November, uh, or the patch for world of Warcraft. That's also dropping in November. We're going to just delay this for a few more months so that the MMO space isn't so freaking packed full of new shit uh, and give Lost Ark an honest try in the beginning of 2022. And it's smart because if they did release Lost Ark in, say, November, it would have gotten drowned out by the big two right now. You know, Final Fantasy and, you know, World of Warcraft, you know, are the majority of the player base and, you know, in the MMO space. Uh, So trying to pull people away from those two games for something that, sure, we've been waiting for for a few years is still a big ask. So, you know, I didn't cancel my platinum pack that i bought for it and even though i'll get all kinds of shit for pre-ordering a game that gets freaking delayed even more uh, if you didn't just pre-order a game you put money down i, on a pre- I pre-ordered game. a free-to-play game which uh which i uh, i get double shit for i am quite I, I understand but the the, the reality here is is yeah uh, they did give us a you know, a uh, f- a five day window for the uh, uh, for the closed beta. So there are uh, you will be able to play at least the closed beta in uh, in November at the beginning of November. I think it's like the first week or the second week of November. Um, and we'll be able to play what they've got available for the uh, for the beta. But it's just that seems like. You know, just something that they gave to us so that we would be not mad at them. You know, um, what would really piss me off the most, I think, and it's a weird backwards thought, but it pissed me off if the game is perfectly playable with no bugs um, <laughs> during that uh, uh, during the beta period, because I'm expecting bugs. Like if you're in a beta, I'm expecting bugs. But if the game is perfectly playable with zero bugs whatsoever, uh, like in a release state, that would kind of that would kind of upset me in a way, because then they could have released it. Um, but eh, we'll see. I'm still I'm still kind of excited to get it. I'm disappointed that it's not coming out right away, but it's also just another game on the 2022 delay pile like well, there s- is a lot of them yeah i will say that back for blood is coming out here in a month jason on game pass um and there is that chaos gate game from warhammer that i just checked on while we've been talking and that's delayed until 2022 as well i was supposed to come out this month wonderful um been looking through my wish list of stuff that's not 
available right now? Are you been talking just to see what's on the horizon? Icarus was delayed until November 20th, I believe, um, which I am looking forward to that. I need a game kind of like that, of just building and fucking around. Uh, Icarus is the uh, uh, the the space-style uh, arc survival evolved-style game, right? Yeah, you go down and you got a... Spacesuit. Spacesuit and a bow and arrow. Yeah. It's a weird combination, but all right. We'll 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 roll with it. I'm just like I mean, it's the guy that made Daisy, it's his studio. Okay. Uh, but it's on a PvE mindset, not a PvP mindset, which I'm great great for. Um yeah. trying to look through yeah, Starship. There's a Starship Troopers game that's coming out. It does not look that good. <laughs> um, I, I like turn-based games. It looks kind of shitty. Trying to look and see what else is even coming out that I can remember. Endless Dungeon. Do you have a date yet? No. System Shock yeah. doesn't have a date right now. The remake. I'm. I am looking forward to that because it's been forever since I played System Shock. I might have been. It might be twenty years since I've played System Shock, so I'm okay with a remake for that. Um, yeah. Fuck. Yeah, it's just it's just super thin, uh, as far as game releases are concerned, for at least the next three to four months. Um, the we'll get. We'll get some uh, some goodies here in December with uh, you know with Halo Infinite and and whatnot. No, Dying uh, Light Two will be out for those of us that like zombies. Um, fuck zombies, Jesus Christ! Uh, it's like I, I've gone off on zombies before on the show, but I will give it a try. I think maybe possibly just for you know, for the fact that it's a co op game that's. You well, know, the, uh, you actually played and beat the last one, right? What? Uh, Dying Light. Oh, Dying Light? Uh, yeah. You know, I, I played and beat that one. I played it because the parkour was great. Like, the movement in that game was, you know, was not, uh, was the major point of the game for me. The zombies were just like an obstacle in a, you know, parkour course for me. And that was uh, that was the main point of the game. In fact, the zombies aren't necessarily even considered the big bads in that game. They are very much just an obstacle. Um, humans are way worse in that game. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, humans being the real monsters, right? Yeah. Um so Dying Light 2 definitely uh definitely worth uh probably worth my time. Um especially if they keep up the parkour which it looked like they did. That was a big portion of that game uh for me. Uh but you know Back for Blood of course is another fucking zombie game that's coming out, you know. Shortly. Well, there's a I mean I like the turn-based things. The Disciples has got a new release coming out here sometime soon in the next couple of months so i'm kind of interested for that provided that it's not dog shit yeah provided it's not dog shit i almost there was like a whole three was really bad and then there's like a 
a version of three that's I think called Resurrection that's apparently okay, but I didn't feel like wasting time playing that because I'm a really big fan of the original Disciples and Disciples Two especially. The but most they, recent I think Disciples they, game sucked. Yeah, they well it's recent as in it was out like ten years ago. But the uh the studio <laughs> Calypso ran out of money for that studio before they finished, which is part of the reason why it sucks so bad. Uh, ah. the, the the big draw for Disciples is kind of 4X tactical strategy game that's... Um, I'm trying to think what it's like. It's got a really low fantasy look to it, and I really like that low fantasy look to it. I, I'm just a big fan of the art style and the way that creatures evolve. So... That is the draw, though. I think we're starting to run out of steam. I want to take a quick break and then come back with news. What do you guys say? Okay. All right. We'll be back. Sounds good. We're back. Woohoo! Woohoo! I've got that Kong behind me, double peanut buttered, um, for, my, for my dog's <laughs> enjoyment. Yeah, well, I peanut buttered, you know, I peanut buttered both ends. So she's got she, a uh, she's got a tongue both sides before she gets done. She was barking at nothing again. She was barking at you. Well, the fact that we aren't there. Yeah, poor she's, Lola. She's mad. Poor Lola pup. Um, as soon as I get back to the studio, I got to give her like you know a whole half an hour worth of love. Yeah, so we were trying to uh, find news, and there's a lot of reasons why there's not a lot of news. Um, if you are very curious, um, this is just side plug, I guess. Um, there's two if you if you like metal albums. Um, there's a new album out by Archspire here in another couple months. Two singles are getting a lot of rave reviews. And if you like Ginger, um, they also have a new album that just came out that I've listened to nonstop. That aside, sweet. because there is not a lot that of That album is sweet. Oh, have you already <laughs> been listening to Wallflowers? Yes. Yeah, it's pretty good. Um, that aside... Um, we started looking to our friends in Reddit and the interwebs to try to find more news. And then I forgot that PAX West actually happened. So that's in Seattle. Um, typical attendance to that is about 10 to 15,000. Um, it's definitely one of the smaller ones. I was, we were trying to compare attendance notes, right? And so I sent the, the guys here a picture of PAX East about three years ago, the last time that I went. Or maybe it was four years ago. It was like 2017, 2018, something like that. And uh, drastic difference, to say the least. Uh, The last packs I went to was about 60,000 people. Um, Very much in a place where um, me and Hollywood hold on to each other's backpacks as we went through the crowds. Because, you know, we didn't want to lose her or me, vice versa. We didn't want to try to like there's just too many people with geek shirts on. Like <laughs> it's easy to get lost. Um, right. So we, you know, grab a handle on each other's backpack, depending on who was leading. And that's, we just trudge through crowds. Um, 
So, what's the name of the streamer? It's Gathalian, right? Yeah, um, Gathalian. Well, he posted a uh, uh, posted a reaction to the video. The the uh, one of the atten- uh, attendees had actually taken a video and posted it on Twitter of the uh, the entranceway um, and the first, basically the first floor of of PAX, the first section of PAX um, West. And oh my god! Like so, yeah. The here's the price: a sixty dollar day pass or two hundred and eighty dollar full pass. And if I don't, I can't remember off the top of my head, but one of those passes was like it's like early access on Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, so they had said there was going to be reduced attendance, and you needed a I can't remember how soon it needed to be, but I think it was within a week of attendance. You had to have either a negative COVID test or proof of covid vaccine and they were reducing the attendance by a third so they're requiring everybody to wear masks right so so if they reduced it by a third that would have put it at about three to five thousand people total possible attendance and i'll be honest with you those pictures are pretty depressing and those videos were pretty depressing the size of that floor so if you've been to i feel like pax east is definitely one of the best ones boston's a bitchin' city to be in. Uh, yeah, old school term, but I, I'm an old school dude. Um, Boston, Boston's awesome. Um, there's a lot to do around PAX when you're not at PAX, and then, you know, it's not hot. <laughs> so if you're hot, you just step outside for a minute, and in March, it's still very frigid in Boston. Um, but this looked like, to me, like maybe being generous with the larger video, maybe a thousand people. It looked like they spread all the booths out, and um, there was one hall for attendance. When I say hall, I mean like about the size of a Little League baseball field, and then the other side about the same size as a Little League baseball field, filled with like Bando Namkai and a handful of other people. But that was like the indie, the size of that whole thing was like the indie section at PAX East. If that, like that's crazy. It's that is it's absolutely insane. To me, it looked like one twentieth the size of Pax East. It looked like fucking your local suburb nerd con. It'd be like Wizards of Silent Comics and Games, whatever con they do, like uh, which is a local store here. It looked. It'd be great if it was a suburb of like 50,000 people, but like for Seattle, an event, it just, that was pathetic. Um, and with, I don't know how much companies invested going into that, knowing that the attendance was going to be that low. Um, like the total amount they could have possibly had would have been about 3,000, but no indication in any photo or video looking at what, like four, even indicates yeah. that was 3,000. I mean... I don't I don't know. I don't know how you count 3000. I know Ars Technica was trying to be a little bit generous to it. So we're looking through an article for that. I've been to a hell of a lot of concerts that ain't 3000 people. Um that's <laughs> the biggest crowd. That looks like the biggest crowd I ever got to play at which was a battle of the bands and a venue that held 1000 people. So, um yeah, that it looks And I can understand all the caution, but like at this point, why fucking have the event and ruin it? That's that's kind of like 
calling it what I calling what I see. Like, why would you even have the event if you knew that you weren't going to do anything um, for anybody? I mean, there's no way I'd have paid $280 to go see like 12 booths. Maybe that's just the maybe, ticket. Yeah. Like if you're coming from, you know, from different parts of the country, I wouldn't, you're... Have, I wouldn't have flown from here for that. There's no. no, there's no fucking way. That's not a proper PAX. That's like, it's like being in line at E3 is what that's like. Like outside with the different tents from a handful of people that can't afford show space. Like that's what that looked like. Like, what did you get? You got a, you got to play Elden Ring because you got the Bandai Namco booth and then you got what else? Like, there's just nothing there. And there's not a lot of news because everything's getting pushed into 20 fucking 22. Um, there's just, you know, there just ain't much out there. I don't know. what What's you all's thoughts? I'm just ranting over here because it, well, they, it upset they me so much. They didn't reduce the rates of the tickets considering <laughs> you get, you know, if you don't if get what you, you pay uh, for. That's for damn sure. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to a PAX, you're expecting, you know, a whole show floor of, you know, things to do and uh, and I think they tried to stretch it out. You know, they had they, they definitely had the space to stretch out. Yeah, that um, literally looked like maybe one tenth or one twentieth of the amount of stuff you get at a regular PAX. The fucking right. vendor show floor was bigger at PAX East three years ago than that whole event. Right. Like yeah, where just... you could go to the fucking where you could go get food plus your stupid T-shirts and all that other bullshit you buy at PAX was bigger than that area that I saw there. It it comes down to this. What's your bang for the buck? PAX East this year was not a bang for the buck. No, it was You were on. getting a much reduced experience for the same ticket price. It was PAX I mean, West. PAX East was online, online. And it was a clusterfuck. I tried looking at some of the yeah. stuff. You just saw commentary on video of different things or stories about things that had nothing to do with about gaming. I don't really need to see about the story about certain subgroup that works at ubi um like i just wanted to see more about assassin's creed and it was all of those types of like social stories that was all over packs um this summer which didn't really especially as somebody who talks about games for a serious hobby like none of that stuff was stuff i could filter into the show um i am glad that hiring rules are a lot more inclusive nowadays than they used to be However, when I'm watching a video from Ubisoft, I really want to see what they're doing next, and hopefully it's not something with fucking towers. So um, (laughs) that would be something really interesting to me, or more stuff about Far Cry. But there wasn't a lot of that at PAX East Online, although it was better organized, and I think there was usually about two to 3,000 people watching a stream live, Um, which isn't bad, but it's not anything. I mean... Yeah, yeah, considering uh, yeah, that was considering a ten dollar ticket. The too. first online version of PAX, like that was, it at least had that much of a viewership. Um, but that does not uh, that does not replace the 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 con feel. Going to a con is something completely different. That is you correct. Know? Like it's talking with like minded people while you're doing it, or. or or being able to get face to face with indie devs and be able to talk to them about their games and or have Devolver uh, record a bunch of stupid intros for your goddamn indie show. 
<laughs> right. Yeah, you know, or you know, being able to get hands on on a uh, you know on some games, you, you just don't get that opportunity with an online version of PAX. And it looks like it, it took a, a major hit this time with uh, with PAX West. So, like I said, um, they should have if it was going to be this crazy to get in like they didn't refund any tickets to my knowledge either so if you gotten it like i don't know why you go covid positive but the the kicker was like having a covid negative test a week before the event which that can be diff, kind of difficult yeah just just getting the test sometimes is difficult um unless the, you're like showing symptoms and you need to be hospitalized then you can get a test pretty quick but just getting a negative covid test within a certain time frame right before you go Flying halfway across the country is kind of a pain in the ass. Yeah. And so it's... I'm sure a lot of people are like, mm, if I have to jump through this many hoops to go through a tiny event, maybe I'm just not going to worry about it. Well, the people that went and jumped through the fucking hoops just to go to that, you know, that event, not knowing what was inside the uh, the venue. Oh, that had to be, that had to piss some fucking people off. Oh, I'm, I'm fairly certain that there was some disappointment involved there because uh, it's just... It was just not a, there was just not a lot, you know. If I went into a venue, I'd uh, I'd have like that. I'd have fucking been disappointed for sure. Uh, especially if there was, you know, if I had spent for the whole weekend, uh, you know, pass. I'd be like, oh, I could see this all in like a couple hours and be done with it. There was even, what, even, what is there going to be new uh, board games that I could play for three days? Uh, well, man, so I like could, this is what it really cost, right? So your plane ticket. Which round trip for me and Holly? I want to say was about three hundred and fifty bucks. Um, getting it months ahead of time, right? And then hotel. Um, we always usually stay at like a, a decent hotel, not a not a mot- not a motel, a hotel. I think we spent two hundred dollars a night, split two ways, so it was a hundred bucks each for four nights, right? So now we're at seven hundred and fifty bucks. And then the ticket was like sixty dollars a piece, and then we got in. Last time we went, we got for three of the four days, so it was $180, and then that doesn't include food. So my PAX trip was about $1,500 um, yeah. to, to go, and if that's what I got for $1,500, I would have been fucking livid. Um, yeah. That's, I would, have ju- I would just say no to PAX West until all this shit finally resolves itself at some point. And the yeah, world can go back to normal. Like, I'm just not going to do a convention and jump through that many fucking hoops to get that. No. No, there's nothing there. And then 2021 is not the year game. Like, we're going to have a top five if we can break that this year. Maybe. I don't even know if oh, we're I mean, Orcs, Orcs must die is good. Um, I mean. You know. Yeah. Off the top of my head, that's what I can think of. Uh, Human Kite's pretty just decent so far. Um, Yakuza, Yakuza uh, Beyond. Like a Dragon's pretty good so far. Um, have to really dig through the, the list here. But, um, yeah, that's just sad. Um, it's just, that tells you the state of news, right? Like, literally the state of news. Just think about it. Everything got pushed back to 2022. Now play through your back catalog for the rest of 2021. And there'll be a handful of releases. So you're going to have fucking Icarus, Back for Blood, and Dying Light 2. All seem pretty solid. All a month apart. Like and Dying Light Infinite. 2 and Halo Infinite. So we got two games in releasing in December, which isn't going to probably make it into our game of the year unless it's all we play. Um, 
you got Icarus in November and Back for Blood in October, and I don't know what the fuck's coming out this month, if anything. I mean, we're in September I mean, and there's nothing. There wasn't hardly anything for August either. Yeah, I, I don't know of anything right off the top of my head for uh, for September. I'm not looking forward to, you know, pretty much any you know any game at the moment until November and December. Um, Jason, did you find anything? So there were there were a couple things. Um, uh, I'll, during PAX, Nintendo released a uh, new trailer for Metroid Dread. Oh boy, that that game looks actually pretty awesome. It's back to a platformer, but I mean it it looks pretty dang good. Um, and then big news. Uh, that came out last week was more hardware related uh ps5 uh or sony released a new ps5 version of the ps5 um and it got reviewed uh pretty hard early because the youtuber uh got hold of it and uh unboxed it tore it down and found the ps5 PS5 was significantly lighter due to a smaller uh, heat sink setup. Oh. Um, and he found when the PS5 was running uh, that the case was two to three Celsius higher, hotter than, than the original PS5. Um, and of course, he started hypothesizing that that this was going to uh, possibly cause issues down the road, et cetera, et cetera, uh, because the exhaust out of the PS5, the new PS5, was about five five Celsius five degrees Celsius hotter as well, um, which caused a big ruckus on on social media about the new PS5 basically sucking because of it. Um, that's not the case. I mean, guys, the, these things, these things happen. If you, if you open up a, an original PS five, there is, there is a load of heat sink built into that thing, probably because they were, you know, they wanted to make sure they had a smooth launch. They wanted to make sure there was no, uh, Overheat issues, because as we've seen with console releases in the past, that has been a thing. Red ring. Um, so, you know, the, the, they probably overbuilt the heat sink initially on the initial runs to, to be safe. Um, when you look at it running two to three degrees Celsius hotter is not necessarily a bad thing with a, with a smaller, possibly more efficient heat sink problem is you can't really get the actual cpu and gpu temperatures off of a ps5 so you kind of just gotta point a thermometer at it and and get a kind of approximation um there's nothing that says this is going to make your ps5 run bad if you end up with the new heat sink uh at all and if nothing else, um, this smaller 
heatsink looks to be just as efficient, if not a little bit more efficient than the than the original one. So it, this happens in pro, production processes all the time, guys. The oh. two to three degrees Celsius, I guarantee you, is with is well within the the operational specs of of the AMD cpu and gpu that's in there yep i'm just gonna water cool it when i get mine i'll just put it in a right. fish tank you know i mean you're still talking about being around uh 55 to 58 degrees celsius which is sure it's hotter than what most pcs run but i mean a console's not a pc they're never going to have coolers as good as a pc right well so there's not a knock to it in a in a console the thing uh, the thing that you need to take away from this is, is if the exhaust is hotter you know on uh on the new ps5 sure the chip may be running two or three degrees celsius warmer but if the exhaust is hotter it's actually exhausting more heat uh out of the uh out of the machine so it it it's a trade-off you're gonna run into you know i don't i don't even think that you would be running into very many issues the only thing i could say is you know heat being the uh, the enemy of electronics uh that it might have a slightly and i mean slightly reduced lifespan and right. that is and that is so reduced lifespan that you'll probably not notice it until ps uh, the playstation 6 comes out right you know? uh well, you I'm- know it's also one of those things that um, uh, that it's not that's not anything that should that should dissuade you. When you're starting to talk into territory of getting dangerously close to thermal throttling uh, equipment, at some point you would have to see a say a ten to fifteen degrees Celsius difference, um, or or more um most uh most of that hardware is not going to start thermal throttling till it's above 90 degrees celsius so yeah it's uh, it's a non-issue you should be happy that you could get a ps5 i mean i would be absolutely happy uh, no matter I'd, which cooler setup it's got on it i'd be happy just to have one of them fuckers right now just just be totally real about it um you know a any PS5 at this point is probably better than no no PS5 at all. So <laughs> my hot take, <laughs> right? Um, um, other than that, I mean, there's not uh, there really wasn't anything you know really big and or earth shattering that really came out packs either. No, but I did find a few things for PC releases for this month that I forgot about. Yeah, I I saw the same things probably. So Diablo 2 is supposedly coming out September 23rd, I think, on Game Pass, the remaster. And then you got Deathloop coming out on September 14th, which I think will also be a Game Pass release, as well as Limnus Gate, which is some kind of multiplayer combat strategy FPS. I'm not sure about that one. Um, and then Bravely Default 2 just came out if you're into Bravely Default 1, 
as well as Total War Saga Troy just came out, if you're into the Total War series. I'm not a big Total War guy. Yeah. Um, so, there you have it. There are There's... some things coming out this month that have the potential. Um, Diablo's Diablo, right? It's just going to be prettier Diablo 2. I don't really have any expectations other than that being cool. Um, Deathloop has the potential of being good or really boring. Um, and yeah. <laughs> well, there's, there's also, um, New World is coming out at the end of this month. So, I I'm mean, not, that is. I don't care I what they've done to it. I'm not putting it anywhere near my 3080. <laughs> I, I know that that is something that you're just going to swear off, uh, just on the fact that it's an MMO, but. Um, I mean, I play but, I play Fallout, but like I actually got myself to a place where a, I would call it a natural stopping point where I'm waiting for the new season to come out. So to explain what you do in game with that is the season rewards are things you can do to get better rules on your weapons. And then you run through daily quests and they'll add a bunch of daily quests when they're done um, with the season, which is coming out here really soon. And they've got a really active progression on this stuff so they do stuff about every weekend which means that i can play it a few hours every week at this point now that i've gotten through the story um to do whatever i want like i don't have to play it as hardcore as i was playing it for the last couple of weeks um so yeah the that's that game is pretty much in a decent state for me as far as like feeling like i completed something um launch my nukes if i want to play more i'll play more if i don't i'm good with where i'm at um, time to move on to new things, which is what I'm doing this week. Right. Um, I don't know that there was a lot more news. Did you guys catch literally anything else? I went through, I went through about three different news sources plus Reddit looking for shit, and I could not find a lot. I uh, really can't find much either. If I had looked up game releases for September, I wouldn't have found shit. <laughs> And I don't see a whole lot, but I guess the Far Cry 6 PC specs is a bit uh, is a is a thing. The yeah. 4K 30 FPS, 30 FPS with ray tracing, which that's which not which requires a 3080 to be able to get. I'm not running anything at 30 FPS ever again. That's why I got a 3080. <laughs> right. Uh, uh, yeah. Well, with... 4K, I'm not a big 4K gamer. I'll play th- games in 2K on my widescreen, and that's about it. Um, but that's that just goes to show how much they're pushing graphical fidelity in, you know, in Far Cry 6. No, it just sounds like poor optimization and bad implementation of DLSS. Well, we'll, we'll see how much that changes, because obviously not everybody's got a 3080, and uh, there's only a small subsection of gamers that actually do play in 4K. Uh, so I would much rather play that game in 2K at 60 uh, or or more. Um, I'm kind of in the same boat. Like if I was going to, I want to have to see some hands-on of that. I'm actually wait, I'm actually kind of not feeling Far Cry lately, so I'm kind of in a spot where... Uh, I'm way more looking towards Dying Light than I am Far Cry, to be honest with you. Oh, I, I kind of hear you. Uh, just from from my experience with Ubi, um, with Ubisoft, I'm not I'm not big on Ubi games, uh, and I did kind of 
go back to playing uh, Far Cry 5 for a little bit, uh, you know, because I was bored. Uh, and I just found myself not enjoying it as much as I thought I would. Um, perhaps I've grown out of Far Cry. Uh, I have no idea. Uh, they have to do some pretty radical shit with uh, Far Cry 6 for me to actually enjoy it, I think. Yeah, I don't I don't know exactly what's on the horizon with me. I may play a little bit more VR this week. Um, we'll see. But, um, yeah, we're in a weird place for games. We're looking to see what comes out on Game Pass. Uh, I mean, not mm-hmm. that Game Pass has done really bad because they've given us some decent games, but um, I'm just not seeing a whole lot of shit out there right now. Fireteam was not a huge letdown. It was just, it's an okay game. It's, at this point, it could do us some tuning to make it more fun. I think they ought to put the friendly fire thing on a different setting yeah, to give you like an extra to... XP multiplier. Like, there's just too big of a gap between normal and standard and the next difficulty level up. It's just that wasn't fun. Yeah, that was, like, that was kind of disappointing. Yeah. It brickwalled me after we played that one match and just struggled bust through that the last second. I was like, okay, we, I feel woefully underpowered and I don't want to run through the whole campaign like this. I just almost to the point of like, yeah, I got what I, I wanted out of this. It's about yeah. $5 an hour. That's sad, honestly. I mean, it's, I, I'm it's, still holding out for Dark Tide because if uh, if there's anything that's going to uh, going to be able to rival Vermintide, it's the makers of Vermintide. So, <laughs> yeah, um, Back for Blood has some potential. I do want to play that with some peoples. Um, I will play that, but yeah, I'm in a weird spot with overall. I mean, like if the Ascent had a lot of potential, we could try playing that again to see if it even works. But like. It is a very linear game. Yeah. So maybe some different modes on that would be great. I don't know. There's just, there's not a lot of co-op PVE games besides Destiny. And I don't want to play Destiny. I mean, I've I've been hearing great things about Destiny and I've also From people who play Destiny. Yeah. You know, from people who play Destiny for sure. Yeah. Um, But, you know, I guess uh, the... You know, the Witch Queen coming out is, you know, it's a big, big culmination event situation for, you know, for Destiny 2. Um, It's been kind of been led up to this for the last couple of years. Uh, So I've said it before. The problem with Destiny is content. There's just not a lot of it. Um, Well, there's there's a lot of grind doing the same things. That's exactly it. The grind is. And it's not that fun. Well. I'll tell you, from a person who plays grindy games, I did not enjoy the Destiny 2 grind. Uh, and you know, to uh, to make matters worse, the you know Destiny 2 grind, especially if you want to do like raids and whatnot, um, you have to look outside the game for that. Like you have to use a tool for uh, you know to get a group for a raid. And it drives me crazy. It just there's so much about that game that's outside of the game that just you know it it boggles my mind. I would um, I would like another three player, two to three player game 
like Division or Vermintide or Deep Rock Galactic or like I was there was a lot of content in the Division for us to do like daily dungeon grind kind of stuff and kind of jump in and jump out and feel okay about that. We played the fuck out of that for a while and I know Jason you still play it a little bit. But it's there hasn't been shit, man. This has just been this has been the worst co-op game drought we've experienced in a long time. Well, game drought in general, there's, you know, normally we have a good 3, 4, 5 you know, different, you know, games in a month that, you know, that we can look forward to. Uh, it sucks for our pocketbook, but it's good for variety. Unfortunately, there really isn't shit. And, you know, some of the games that are coming out are just not, you know, each other's flavor. Like, you don't like MMOs. I don't necessarily enjoy zombies. Uh, so it's like the the field of games between now and the end of this year is really thin, and that's why I decided to go back and play Final Fantasy fourteen. It's something that I can uh, I can put some focus into. Well, Jason, do we have anything else, or is that it? That's it. Where can you find us? Find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and twitter.com slash tiltcast. Our YouTube channels, youtube.com slash real tiltcast. Search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. Find some friends of the show. We've got Cabbage KBG. We've got NoQuarters.net. We've got For the Love of Gaming. We've got BMFCast.com and TVGP.TV. That's where you'll get all your Destiny news. And with that, it is the end of the show. All Peace. right. Peace. Peace.